I'm Tom. And I'm Paddy. And we're back again with a, another album review of an album that is rated. Oh. I am trying not to kill your table here. This week, sponsored by Wood Glue. Wood Glue. Uh, I think it's because it's loose. There we go. Hey, that's it. Solid. Shall we start again? No, 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 no. This is staying. Okay, cool. Sick. So, yeah. Um, we'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. So, yeah, this this week, it's a bit of a weird one for me, because it's quite reminisce, reminiscent, I guess. Um, yeah, it reminded me of, like, big time going to, like, Rocky Horror in Sheffield and buying, like, rubber bangles and, like hoodies i had a nirvana hoodie and stuff you know Just remind me of like the fact that hmv was the best we had for for chesterfield yeah it's just like going into hmv and seeing buying shirts, what t-shirts they know, had you could buy shirts with the logo on it so this week is nirvana it's never mind yep you mean uh, what do you mean kurt cobain's dead what that was a good one when i told my friend that he was dead and he <laughs> didn't oh, no. he didn't know as you know as you as you do as a child you're getting into just this kind of, broke you're getting into like, rock and roll for the first time. So, so yeah, we're going to do Nevermind. Um, always crops up on these lists. Probably not like the most generic ones, but in terms of like most important rock albums of the 20th think, century, it's one of the do top Do you ones think there, right? it's a recency bias thing? And, and do you think it's a he's dead thing as well? Um, I mean, we're going to get, mean, in, we're gonna get wanna, into I it. I don't want to go too much into that now. I think I'll go in on that at the end. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, I don't necessarily think that, but um, I, I don't necessarily think that. I've said that twice in a row because I, I don't really know what I was going to say. We've had to cut it. <laughs> I was trying to really smoothly come back in. And you know, we're, we're if we're anything on this podcast, we're we're open and honest. Yeah, we're super transparent about what's going on. Um, no, there's obviously an element of that, but yeah, we'll get into that at the end. I yeah. think we should just crack on, don't you? Yeah, let's uh, do it. Did you have any sort of preconceptions about this? Did you make any notes before you went through your like so, no, deep listen? I, I mean, I didn't own I didn't own this album, and it's one of those albums. Oh, really? That I feel like you know enough off to never actually listen to a lot. Like, I think there's a lot of albums on this on this list that you would do that with. It's like Thriller, Michael Jackson, for instance. Yeah. There's enough songs on that that you know what that album's like. You know what I mean? Like, you know what it is because you've heard all the hits off it and there's a yeah. lot of them. Yeah, that's true. And with this, you've got, you know, you've got Teen what, Spirit, five. In Bloom, Lithium, um... Yeah, there's a you lot. Know, there's a few. Yeah, there's a lot. So, come as you are. So, like, you don't feel like you're missing out because those songs were on, like, MTV every 20 minutes anyway. Yeah. When I was a younger man and I might have listened to this album. And it wasn't a fiver in FOP, as, <laughs> as we've established. <laughs> That's how I got into music. That's what, yeah. where my music came from. I mean, for, for me, so... I. I'm sort of the opposite a little bit. I had this album. I loved it as an angsty teenager, sort of worshipped Cobain, like a lot of people sort of of our generation seemed to, that were into like alternative stuff. Like, yeah. Not sure why. I mean, he's not exactly the most ideal role model in history, is he? But 
Um, I think he had a, he had a look about him as well, though, as well. And he was like, because I think because he was unlike someone like, um, I don't know, like um, Slash or Axl Rose or someone, or the dude, yeah. the dude from Pill Jam. Like he's forever 27. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, never, yeah, he's just sure, always yeah. that guy because he died. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. It, it creates like some sort of permanence to him, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, so I suppose like that, Jimi helps, Hendrix. that helps every generation that's coming through. Cause there's, there's still kids now that will listen to this album and find something in Kurt Cobain. The same thing yeah, exactly. that, like, like, we did when we were, yeah, I, I get that. Um, and then my final parting note before I began my sort of deep listening to this album earlier was uh, not sure I'm going to like it as much now. No, I don't think I'm going to listen to it ever again. Oh, wow. Okay, we're going no, early. I, think, I, I don't think I'm listening to this ever again. Like, there are some songs on it that I didn't know that well and I, I do like, you yeah. know, but I don't think it's it, okay. it, not enough for me to like go, I'm yeah. never mind on again. Okay, so... Without further ado, then, I guess. Yeah, I think uh, I've ever spoiled the episode. I don't know. No, no. Maybe. <laughs> a little bit. Doesn't matter. So, no, because there's still plenty to talk about. Yeah, here, I mean, I, I might talk myself around, you know. I say I do tend to say things and not mean them. <laughs> so we'll see. Like, I, I could listen to it again. <laughs> see, I've, I've already convinced myself. Say I'm, things that you I'm don't mean. shit and I don't mean it. So, Okay, so... Title, like, I'm hoping like, you've got the the, first the details for this album. Not Cause, really. Cause I uh, I thought I figured I'd be on the next one. Yeah, a little bit. So um, let's just talk about "Smells Like Teen Spirit" while I pull it up, Jamie. Um, Brought to you by Stamps.com. So this song sort of transcends the the the, the record, right? Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like so, a, for some reason, I thought the album was called Smells Like Teen no. Spirit. I know what you mean now, yes. So it, it sort of, yeah, it transcends the album. Like, it, it is its own thing, isn't it? It's one of those, like, most overplayed rock songs probably of the last 30 years. Because how many times have you heard this song? Like, well, I've heard this song. I watched, have you ever watched the, um, the show? It was on VH1 back in the day, and it's all on YouTube now. But there was a show called Classic Albums. Okay, no. And he basically covered the ground that we were covering for a lot oh, of Oh, right, us. okay. Yeah, totally so, original so, idea, though. <laughs> so there's a Fleetwood Mac Rumors episode. There's, oh, right, okay. There's a Steely Dan Asia episode. Oh, really? There's a Nirvana Nevermind episode. Okay. And the Nirvana Nevermind episode, I swear to God, they talk about Smells Like Teen Spirit for the major- for like 30 minutes of a 40-minute episode. Wow, okay. Where they literally only talk about this song. Yeah, so... Yeah, I guess you don't. Not, we, there's not much to say I mean, about this if, song. If you've not listened to it yet, listen to it now. Yeah, thank you. Um, as always, link down below. We'll wait. So mine. <laughs> oh, we, we're not uh, just going to uh, stay silent uh, for three minutes. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> you finished? Cool. cool, cool, cool. Back, welcome back. Um, my notes here on this song are at this point. Do I need to even listen to some of these songs? Yeah, um, I know. I felt like that way. Then I just put, it sucks. <laughs> uh, not just because no, I've heard it about three million no, times. No, it doesn't, though, does it? It's, it is oh, literally... The, I don't know. It's 
it's not a good i don't think it's a good song it has catchy elements to it but there are so many better songs on this album than smells like teen spirit i think it's the vibe it created though and like the sort of the the tone was well. So, it's the birth of grunge. Yeah, it? exactly. So like with, with the video as well, with a lot of the people moshing and like the sort of cool goth cheerleaders and stuff. Yeah. Like it created like a sort of new style, didn't it? Really, like it, yeah, because it, it went on MTV and it became huge on there. Yeah. So and this, it's like they said on, on classic albums. They said it it put a new generation onto MTV because before that it was like Dire Straits and like Poison and shit were on there. Yeah, I think it, it, it birthed a new era. Like, there's, there's some, I, I, there's something in my notes here somewhere. Where... Dice traits are great, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of things on this album where you can see that this is a, this is, this like movement that became grunge is a bunch of kids that like punk that wanted to, to sort of take it to another level in, in a way. Like, there's so many elements of punk. Within, yeah. particularly this early bit of grunge. I mean, don't think like Pearl Jam isn't exactly punk, is it? Really, it it's a bit more laid back than this. What year? A bit is more shoegazy. Is this is ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. Right. In utero, then ninety four was the final one. Right before he. Yeah, it's like is that in you? Was in your in utero? Nineteen ninety four. I believe so. It's he died that year. Did he, he die that like year or like late that year? Right. So, so we toured this probably for like two straight years. Uh, you'd imagine. There, was there an album in between? Some sort of album in between? I don't know. No, I don't. How think many so. were there? Three. Because this was a, this was a second album. It was right? a bit of bleach, didn't we? With yeah, the, with the old drummer. Yeah. And this was the album that introduced the world to Dave Dr. Grohl. Dr. G, didn't we, to, to play drums yeah. after that. So, and he makes this album, like his drumming makes this thing work, I think, because... Yeah, I mean, I'll... He's known not for his drumming, really, is he? Let's be honest. Like, I know him for his drumming. For yeah, me, for me, I mean, he's one of the best drummers ever. Yeah. One of the best rock drummers ever. Yeah, but... It, He's he's like, as opposed to Neil Peart. So he'll, here we go, right? So Ooh, he's, he's not he's not Neil Peart because it's not his technical ability that makes him the best, right? He is like animal from the Muppets. He's feeling like, and he's, he's, he's fucking aggression. So hits the drums with so much energy. He's so hard. He have you seen the um, clip? It was going around the internet a little while ago. I think it was one of those Apple Music. Um, in like interview things that, right. they, that they do. Where the Zane Lowe ones. Think, no, uh, it was Pharrell. Pharrell was talking to Dave Grohl about his like style and how he, on this album he sort of. Oh, I have seen this. And, and Dave have, yeah. just goes, "Oh, it's all just dis- it's, all it's all disco, just disco licks. Disco <laughs> like, licks played really, really, really hard. Yeah, it's just I like, stole all my stuff from disco." And Pharrell's like. Oh my god, yeah. And Jesus he plays Christ. it back and it's yeah. <laughs> um, it's all four on the floor shit. Yeah, exactly. Um and break beats and stuff. Like mm. it's all like motor it's all like yeah. soul, but played really hard and really fast. Like yeah. that's effectively what makes this what it is, I think. Yeah, um, I, I don't I, I'm not like I say, I just think the thing 
and this song sort of sums it up really the stumbling block that i have nowadays is the vocal delivery on this album that's the thing that makes me just like meh do you think so you can't really understand it can you like they're words but i think it's one of the things that make them what they are in a way because he, his, his, vo- his vocals are so powerful and he he's got such a like I mean, his actual singing voice isn't fan- fantastic, but he's yeah. like full, like oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not throated. I, I like guess, I guess in a way, I'm just sort of. But he does. He's in, bro. His broken up voice is like I get, incredible. I get that. That's sort of a USP for this band. Like you need, like that's their like. I mean, MO, it's, right? as but well, how Dave Grohl has inherited it. Fa- yeah. Well, where does that come from? Th- there's how songs does that on this album where there's like a. Makes me wonder if there's a slight conspiracy about some stuff. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I've, um, I've got the same notes, I think. So. Team, I, team Spirit. Yeah, it's shouty. It's basically punk, but it's it's just like punk, but that's been made purposefully noisier, isn't it? That's I've got that's it, the vibe. It's too long. Yeah. I feel like everyone knows the intro and everyone knows the chorus. Yeah. But people don't realise it's a five minute and 50, 50 seconds long song or yeah, something yeah. like that. And I think there's too many choruses in it. Probably. I actually, there's a note, I have a note here. It's much later on, but I'll, I'll, it's worth just me sticking it in now because it's something that I worked at it, out towards the end of the album. It just sort of hit me. And I, I sort of said here, Part of me wonders if this was a select this album was made of a selection of songs that were originally one to two minutes long, and the record label turned round to the band and said, "Not a chance! Like we're yeah, gonna, you need we're going to promote the shit out of this. Like we're going to put your singles on MTV. You need to make them at least three well, minutes long." It, they were they went on a major. They were on sub pop, correct? So they didn't know that this was going to be a big hit. They thought it might do like. Something similar to what the pick, the last Sonic Youth album did, which is like five hundred thousand copies, and it obviously but did a lot more than that. Would Sub Pop still have perhaps tried to get them? No, I don't think. Well, to make something that's I think, more marketable. It's interesting because I, I watched. In obviously, I watched um, this doc and Butch Vig's on it talking about it. Yeah, and he's saying that they did a few like. A few of it, um, we did a session early and we did a few takes and we sort of played some of it and it's like versions, but they're not quite as polished. Right. And we had to stop because um, Kurt blew his voice out. So we had to stop yeah, yeah. and have a break. And then the, the label heard it and we said, these songs are, go- are good and blah, blah, blah. We need to spend more time on this. So maybe that's what they decided to yeah. do is to make it a little bit more. Because there's a lot of that Long, on this album. Longer. Like, there's a lot of songs that are great, like really simple songs. Yeah. But it's just a little bit too long. It's, but it's not like, enough to like them. three sections. There's barely any song on this album that has more than three distinct sections to it. So like a verse, a chorus, and a middle eight, right? They're very, very straightforward yeah. songwriting. But you can't just keep like... It, putting them in one what, after you know, another. What's until... interesting, I'm just putting this together now, but like a big influence, a big band who were influenced by this album is Weezer. Oh yeah, that's that's coming in the notes as well, right? And um, Weezer did the say, a similar thing on a Blue album is that they had very, very simple parts. Yeah. 
very simple chords, very simple drums, but very, very infectious poppy hooks. Yeah. That's the difference, but, really, isn't it? Weezer and Nirvana, but with I more think they had, they had a more poppy sensibility producer in Rico Kasich, who used to, who was in who was in the cars. Don't school me on Weezer, you know. Don't test me on Weezer. So he he was like he was there, and he the cars are a very sort of poppy band from the eighties. Who did a lot yeah, of sort yeah. of guitar, like power pop sort of singles. And they got that from him, I think. And then they sort of had all these very well-crafted songs. But in the vein of Nirvana, in the sense that everything's on full max, like metal zone distortion. Everyone's yeah. got like metal guitar, like pickups and stuff. But we're playing like Beatles songs, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and Nirvana, I think, is proto that. But obviously they did it first. So they got enormous, like, because... When you when you look at um, other grunge bands, they're sort of twelve bar blues stuff, really, or like riffy. You know, what I mean, yeah, it's like it's I like mean, you look at like a Soundgarden or Soundgarden. It's like metal influence. in a way, yeah. And then you look at like, like Alice a, 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 Alice in metal. Chains metal, Pearl Jam sort of bluesy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then these, it's Beatles. Yeah, because that, like that's the thing. Like this started. This started grunge, but grunge didn't really sound like Nirvana, did it? That's the. I think grunge is It's just essentially things that weren't hair metal that came out of a certain part of the world, wasn't it? Really, and yeah. like, I think because Seattle, yeah, Seattle, and like maybe the Pixies, but they were from Boston. Yeah, I mean, but they're not. The, they were also the, a little bit before the, as well. The Pixies are like it. Still within that, it all falls under this like. I weird think term that I've, people use a lot, which is post-punk. I've right? got them down as the Bixies, Nirvana. Because it's quite loud, quite loud, like, like yeah. Pixies, but it's Beatles, like, rip mel- like melodies and, like, yeah, I guess a little bit. progressions. And it, it's a winning formula, goddammit. In Bloom. In Bloom. I, I, I like this song. Yeah, um, it's my favourite one, I think. I can see why it was a single. It's like the chorus is really good, really catchy. Um, again, like the way that the vocal delivery makes it hard sometimes to work out, particularly in the vocal, in the verses, like on songs like this, where he's sort of very droney. It's like all the words sort of blend into one a little bit. I just like, probably for the best as it's nonsensical at times. Like some of the... Some Nature of the, is like, a whore, I believe is one of the lyrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I've put on this one, it was like the solo in this song is really cool. I, I think that Cobain's guitar playing is something that, that gets lost a little bit. I've written as a contrast to that. Usual choke the shit out of the guitar solo by Kurt. Yeah. It's different though, isn't it? Like yeah. how many how many guitarists were playing solos like Kurt Cobain before Kurt Cobain? Yeah, I mean it's 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 a weird solo because it's it is in making noises, but it's also musical. Yeah, like it's like he's like got he's like some tune coming out of it, but then there's also all these like sounds. That's that's the strangling it. That's the juxtaposition, isn't it? With with this album with Nirvana, is that it's so loud. And it's just a lot of it is noise, mm. 
but it's so melodic at the same time. And that's so difficult to pull off. It yeah. really is. But yeah. a, a lot of bands have tried it since. Like a lot of, you know, like loud emo bands that clearly take a lot from this era of music. I've put and b- punk, being a young kid and, and seeing the video and listening to the, the way he sort of talks in the like the way he sings in the in the verse and that sort of very disenfranchised cynical thing that they that he's got. Yeah. And thinking that was the coolest thing ever. Because I didn't know adult like as a kid, like you don't know adults like that, especially in England. Like no, exactly. It's like oh, this is what like youth culture is. This is cool as fuck. Like but I think, and it reminded me of um, weirdly Jimbo Jones from the, from the Simpsons, <laughs> who I had similar feelings towards. Like he's a cool, he's cool as fuck. Cool that guy. As fuck. No, but this is Punching like this is the, the first. It's like you could, you can't necessarily say that this that. It, musically it it absolutely is punk you can you can you can hear elements of punk in the music but you but what it is in terms of the entire mindset this was as punk as the world had been in about 12 years wasn't it yeah it wasn't since the late punk bands like but we were already I mean, going so yeah through like the 80s in, in the sort become, of mainstream yeah punk had become such a a sidelined genre right so like the band the big bands I, I suppose the clash was the only big band that that continued to find success within the 80s yeah I suppose were so. they even a really a punk no they didn't like rock the casbah and yeah shit, doing like fucking weird disco stuff like um so the, yeah this was as punk as it had been in a long time in terms of the attitude of the of the entire thing yeah right? Which is why it's so cool, and it is cool. It like, is cool. There is there is a huge element of cool about it. I think that's a big sort of sprinkle of what is what people liked about them and continue to, especially te- like younger people. Like it's such a like run to your room and throw it on at full blast album. Yeah, it's like I said, like as an angsty teenage boy, this was like the soundtrack to my early teenage years. Talking of early teenage years. Yes. Come as you are. Absolutely. I've put, uh, put the other one. <laughs> so I, my, my notice is, is this the, the, the probably in terms of like, I like In Bloom, but I think Come As You Are is probably the best song on the album. I think it's a very well written song. Yeah, it's it's not loud, really, is it? No, it's, it's quite mid paced, isn't it? Yeah, really? you can sort of see the start of that sort of sound that bands like Pearl Jam went on to sort of perfect, really, can't you? Yeah, like that sort of almost shoegazy. Is it on the bass that of, riff, or is it on a baritone? It's on a, it's on a guitar. It's on a guitar, and yeah, it? I, I I played it to death when I was a when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, one of the things I've written is the baseline is the most learnt thing or was when I was a kid coming yeah. up. Everyone's everyone's go go to on their mate's guitar. Yeah, probably. Bit um, like double the speed. But this is like I say, like you can you can hear one thing that and it, and it comes up again and again here, and it's part of that like weird. By the end of this album, I'm starting to wonder whether there's some sort of weird conspiracy to do with early Foo Fighters, where you can 
you can see how Foo Fight, the early Foo Fight stuff came out the way it did because Dave was in the room when this stuff yeah, was I've, being Yeah, I've written. gotten that down for another song. Um, um, like, this is the first one on the album where you're like, okay. Did I don't know whether I Dave had much of the input. He played drums on the early Foo Fighters stuff, though, didn't he? So I wonder if well, that's why. He played why. a lot of stuff. He played it all, didn't he? Yeah. On the first um, album, anyway. Well, he played on the second album. That's why the drummer quit. Yeah, he deleted his parts, and Dave played it. So, um, breed. Yeah, are we, are we going too quick? No, no. I think we need to keep this po- this pace up, really. So, uh, punkiest song so far. It's noisy. It's in your face. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. The chorus is catchy. First band I was ever in, the other guitarist used to always play this for soundtrack. Yeah. I was like, I'm, it's not great, is it? It's, it's, quite a middling, it's quite a sort of middling song. I, was like, I like Chris Novoselic's bass on this. I like how in the verse... I think he, he's a very underrated bass When player, he's car- essentially carrying the song, which he's doing for most of the songs, while like Kurt's doing something genius on guitar but not actually helping the song you know what i mean like he's usually yeah, do, yeah. He's, he's usually doing, doing like weird, a drone note really or something noisy, yeah weird stuff but yeah, but i like how he's like but he bends the last note in and i think that's cool as fuck when he pulls it off and it's like ooh, all right chris i'm calling him chris by the way not chris because i saw an interview yeah and he says my name is chris did he just put a T on the end of it to be a dick at the time? I think he like, might have. I, I think his name might be Chris Novoselic, and yeah. he's, so he said he's called Chris. Or it's probably Christopher, but yeah. he prefers Chris, but he just no, decided he wrote to it just, be, on, to on just the, want to be a knob. Yeah. Like, just wrote a T on the end. Kurt's name is actually Curtin. Curtin <laughs> Cobain. Curtin Cobain. Kurt. Kurt. Curtin! And, um, and... And Dave Grohl's actually Davinson. <laughs> Davinson Grohl, Davinson yeah. Grohl. We're going to call you Dave. He's from Portugal. Um, so, Davinson Grohl. Yeah, there's not Davinson a, Grohl chess. The chorus is catching this song, but... And, and, and the same will apply to a lot of the non-standout songs. I mean, we've done three standouts, and this is like the first one that isn't like... That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um... No, I like this one actually. Like o- overall, I think it's because it picks the pace back up again. Like I feel like yeah, after yeah, like yeah. in bloom and um, come, as, come you as you are, are, yeah, yeah, it's nice to pick it up again. Oh yeah, I get that. Um, lithium, I've lithium. written. I've written the most grungy one. Probably. I've just put this is where Weezer comes from. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Like, it is. This, this, is this album Weezer. is where Weezer came this, from. This song in particular is like, you, you can hear... Rivers used to be in a metal, in like a hair metal band. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, no, I need to shut, shut, my, shut my hair, cut my hair. Yeah. And, and fucking do this, do, do this, yeah. You can hear songs like Say It Ain't So in Lithium, so hard. I think I've said it's like the happy birthday of grunge, like how Here yeah, Comes yeah. The Sun is the happy birthday of music. Yeah, Little Matthew. <laughs> so, I was like, this is another great, great single. Um, it's a lot, it's noisy though, isn't it, this one? It's Beatles as, but noisy. 
Is that the guitar riff on this song? The ver- you know, like the the main riff that. Obviously, it's not yeah. just guitar. It's got Chris's bass in there yeah. as well. But I was like, it's probably one of the best pieces of like guitar playing on this record. It's really like, it, it is just yeah. hooks you instantly. It's such a like. It's a jaggedy riff. It's just like a little. It's like so jaunty. It's like a little yep. journey of a riff, isn't it? Like yeah, you don't yeah. know where it's going to go. Yeah. Again, this is where, like you said earlier, about the like they are the Beatles of like louder alternative yeah. music because you could see them the Beatles doing this on on the um, yeah just this way more polished, way more like chilled. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm trying to do their voices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Octopus's garden. Oh. <laughs> oh, enough of that. Um, yeah, not much, not much really to say. Oh, Paul's doing one of his grand, his grandma songs again. It's called Lithium. Fuck's sake, Ringo, play him harder. <laughs> Why am I brummy again? I can't do it. Meanwhile, in Black Sabbath's <laughs> practice room. <laughs> Why the fuck is Ringo here? <laughs> Ozzy, kick him out. Fuck off, Ozzy. I don't want to join your band. <laughs> um, on to Polly. Polly. Polly, what a cracker. Yeah, this is... I don't like this one. I think this sets the blueprint for a lot of stuff. It's like every, every wreckhead at, at your college is his favourite song. <laughs> so I like Polly the best. Stinks it's, of weed. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stinks of weed. This is like boring. Yes, it's one-dimensional. It doesn't go anywhere. But it's again, it's like cult of Kurt, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, he's so troubled. What's he? Doing? Yeah, yeah. What does he mean? Did he kidnap this girl, Polly? You know, it's yeah. it's very like. Oh, I've written, I always thought this was like a full fat song, like with like drums and bass. I think there must be a version of it on something where there's, he's like full throating it, like, you know, like, I feel like it's like, there is a, there know. is one like Unless that. So it's like a live version. Yeah, I think something. there must be. God knows. Yeah, that's that one. And then if you didn't like Strip Back, the most in your face loud song on the album comes straight after it. Territorial pissing. Territorial positions. This is one of my favorite. This was probably my favorite song off this album until more recent time. I still think it's great, but my, my first, like I've written the first line of my notes is pretty, pretty damning on this one. It's like, this is a hardcore song. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's just a hardcore that, punk. Song. That scene was happening. But I suppose grunge wasn't a thing, was it? It was hard. Oh no, yeah. So it's just hardcore from 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 Seattle. Yeah, it's it's weird because it grunge. This is the album that that created grunge, I guess. Right. Yeah. So before this, you had. It was like, it's like that post-punk, isn't it? So it's like, it's, some of it's still really loud and some of it's quiet, like Pixies. Like, some of it's loud, some of it's quiet. It has elements of punk in it, but is it's this, not punk. Is this this side, is similar to that. Is but this side is side two, track one? Um, not 100% sure, because the internet is giving me as good of information. Did they give a fuck? Because it was probably on, a, probably on cassette, weren't it, and CD? When it yeah, came I out. don't think... 
I don't think I think this was post vinyl, wasn't yeah. it? Finally, we've got an if album post vinyl. It's actually one of the hardest and most expensive albums you can get on vinyl really? because I don't think they made many. No, probably not. Time. So if you find one, it's like they're like hundreds of hundreds and you can of probably pounds. buy it like a new print now. Yeah, like a reissue, like a reissue. the originals. The original, that era yeah. is like that, like early nineties era. It's really hard to find anything. So yeah, I should say you can see where this comes from, punk and hardcore. So a lot of people blame grunge for killing punk because they do because like this whole like punk's not dead thing. No, it made it like during the night, but it it sort of just changed punk. Yeah, everyone wanted to do this. Like it's punk adjacent. This tips its hat to like that eighties punk, like what was like Black Flag and bands like that. Like, would you say really loud? Would you say Green Day come out of this as well? I would say that the early Green Day stuff, pre American Idiot, when they sort yeah, of... I mean, good Green Day. I don't mean, I don't mean <laughs> anything no, post like, American so like, Idiot. Amer- American Idiot was like Green Day having this weird epiphany and trying to be. Hang on, we could make money. Really, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like a lot of that is is trying very hard to almost go back further than the nineties. Whereas, like their first stuff, their best stuff, yeah. was all like. It's pop punk and it's punk, but it's very grunge adjacent, isn't it? Like there's, there's some. It's very poppy, very Beatlesy again. Is, yeah, is that yeah, is yeah. that? It, I kept I kept saying Oasis. I can hear Oasis, but, yeah, what, yeah. but what it is? Well, Britpop. I don't think Oasis were listening to Nirvana, but Oasis I, I were, they, I were definitely listening were. to the Beatles. We know they were because they ripped them off massively. Brit Britpop was an attempt to do grunge. Yeah, I guess in the so. UK. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know, like Blur. I'd love to know if, if Oasis Nirvana were like on like Noel's radar. I can't see him on being on Liam's radar. But then again, I don't know. You, who you knows? might be because surprised. He, I think he's of all the like vocalists from that era. He's probably he's the one the most closest like to, to, Kurt to Kurt Cobain. Yeah. yeah. Um. So maybe. Did you see? I just um, think he'd probably knock him out just because you were him in real life. <laughs> just because you were you were just mentioned Oasis and the Beatles. Did you see that somebody asked? Um, Liam, about that new Beatles song that they recently released. No, someone's like, "Do you like it though?" And he's no. Like, um, do, do you like it? Do you like it, Liam? And Liam was like, "It's the Beatles. It could just be a steaming pile of shit." And I still think it's the greatest yeah. thing ever. Like, <laughs> got his round specs on as he said it. So yeah, did you hear what Liam said? No. <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. Some idiot. No, I didn't. Um, drain you. Drain you. Back to that pre Weezer garage rock style. Yes, you can hear a lot of Weezer in this. Yeah, yeah. Like vocally, this one's not so hot though. It's got a funky interlude. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit one dimensional again though. But I've just said. I did also say in my notes here that. With a three piece that's recording this album as a three piece, like it's not like modern three pieces where they play on stage as a three piece band, but when they go into the studio, there's about eight eight different instruments being played at the same time. Like this is still of an era where if you're a three piece rock band, it was like almost looked down upon if you went in and like over recorded loads of extra guitar tracks. Yeah, and true. Stuff. Like, yeah, so everything's on the. Of course, it's a little bit one-dimensional because there's not there's it's three only, instruments yeah, it's on three every instruments track. On everything. Like, um, the middle eight part is different. I started to notice a pattern as well on this, where most of the songs he plays out 
the court all the chords straight away. Yeah, I and mean, and with a lyric, I and mean, then it'll usually repeat it again. Well, this is that's sort of what comes and then from punk, and then right? there'll be a cor- and then there'll be a chorus, and then we'll do is there, a solo, like, and then there'll be a chorus like again. No more than like five chords. Yeah, in song really. But again, the chords are very Beatles. I'm going to stop saying this now, but no, you basically can, you can. every song, it's like it's a Beatles, it's a Beatles number. He's got such a like pop song book like um yeah sensibility. It's, it's so odd isn't it because it's like they're pop songs with everything turned up to fucking 11 basically yeah 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 and like yeah drums being hit way harder than anybody had probably hit drums in a long time we love a chorus pedal as well yeah like effects like loads of overdrive Loads of, yeah, like flange and chorus and, and stuff. There's not really much delay going on, which no. is probably for the best. Yeah, that, that would have be, been be odd. Um, I want to hear it, though, now you said it. Well, we can we can arrange that, <laughs> But with like... Um, it's the only part I can think that would work. Yeah. Um, and then I guess going on, lounge act. So sticking to the formula now, I kind of feel like the the second half of this album is a lot of the same, isn't it? Like there aren't a lot of tracks here that are going that like they they made this. I feel like they made it very deliberately quite top heavy. This album, in terms yeah, I of think like, the last half's hard. It's a it's a tough. Once ask. you get past territorial pissings, it's all very much like. And here's another pissings. five songs that sound really similar that we just. I think I said it's not all lounge killer, no filler. This album is it? I said not, um, there, there is filler here. Oh no, it wasn't this one. But this is this is where my Dave Grohl conspiracy um, head got put on here. So I just said uh, this is catchier. I was like, again, you can see where Foo Fighters is forming in Dave in Dave's mind behind the scenes here. And then I was like, this song's actually really similar to early Foo Fighters stuff. And then I was like. Was the first couple of Foo Fighters albums actually a bunch of Nirvana, Nirvana songs yeah, like Nirvana demos that, David that Dave pinched. was just like, I could still use this, right? He, he got like the dude from um, Sunny Day Real Estate and, and some another bands to help him like write. Yeah, and like write stuff Fourth, around it. The dude from No Use for a Name as well was in like, and, and of course, like. Pat Smear was in the be- was not was in the but was in Nirvana for was a while. He's in the Beatles. Right? He's <laughs> fucking old enough to have been. <laughs> he was in Nirvana for a while, right? Towards the end, as like a, a session guitar. He was, yeah. He came. I think he came in in Utero, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he wasn't like. An I think he was in the band. That- I think he was. Oh, was he? He was in the band. Yeah. Okay. Because um, that because I think Kurt just was like, oh yeah, um, fucking. Pat's going to join. And then Dave was like, fucking Pat Smear from the germs turned up. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like completely starstruck. And also like, how old is he? Like 72. But didn't like Pat Smear then like made, made like Foo Fighters the absurdly big band they are today, didn't he? Because he, Pat Smear left. Yeah. Left and they got the Foo that, Fighters. They got the other guy in there. Like Klaus guy or whatever it was Pat called. Smear came back and they were like, Oh, we don't want to boot the other guy out now. So they've just got like 
We've got three, three gu- triple guitar. guitar attack, can't we? Like oh, fucking God. Iron Maiden now. But it allows Dave to do more. And an, ex- is... and an additional musician. We've got like a Dan Lancaster as well. They have, yeah. They've like got like a keyboard player. He's, he's a proper member though now as well. Yeah, yeah. But he's also insanely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hope so. You're not going to get a shit. They're going to get me to do it, are they? I'm just, like, I'm just I don't really like, play piano, lads. Are you I'm sure? I was just thinking, like, the Foo Fighters, like, they're, like, half pound probably the biggest band on the planet now, right? I would say so, yeah. Does Do any of their albums get on our list here? Does the colour and the shape even get it's on It's good, it? though, isn't it? It's good, but is it just more of the same, though? Like, is, I think... Is it? It's, is it? It's, it's all solid, but none of it is, like the world's best does, does because Foo it, Fighters sort of come into come into their own as like it's a huge like act after the era where you don't need to make it's like putting it's like putting wings in no it's not <laughs> no it's not it not is it no, is it is no it's not at all i would say that dave grohl that the color and the shape is a better album than Nevermind. yeah Changed i agree it's like a, it's like a I remember it's a more refined version of this. That's why like, it's good. My mum like knows her stuff about rock and and stuff, and that's like how I got into a lot of this music. But like, even she was like, when I had the color and the shape, color and the shape, and, and put it on, she's like, "Is this the greatest hits album?" It's got that vibe. The album is so it, good. It's like, like back to it's like all that is an all killer no filler album. It has to go on. The, we have to talk about it then. Okay. It, I don't understand. It, it's probably a bit of a travesty that that's not appearing on more of these lists. It's because he's got things. such a big Kurt shaped shadow over him, innit? That's why. Yeah, well, I think he did when that also, album came out. He hasn't anymore. Also, Dave Grohl's got enough. <laughs> he's doing <laughs> he's doing perfectly fine without. Oh, us, correct. Yeah, without correct. anyone telling him anyway. that album's one of the greatest albums of so, all time. Stay away. Uh, the intro in this one's a bit different because it's like builds at the beginning. I quite, I was quite surprised by this. I thought, yeah, I quite like this one. It was uh, good. Grohl's drumming on this is particularly uh, tasty as well. It's like this is pretty punky again. I think it the finishes breaks those breaks where he's playing those weird discords at the end of the lines in the verse. I don't know why. Yeah, so yeah. good. Weird. It's that's so what good. I've written. But we then. Dis- distorted vocal and then guitar how thing. that carries over into the middle eight bit as well yeah like, it like ties it, changes, it together but those yeah. bits are still playing it's, that's it's clever. so good it's that good so good in I this don't know yeah yeah i also like how the last song of the last line of the song is god is gay <laughs> which is funny i've written dave doing his thing because he dave has yeah, like yeah. a big old solo at the end although what i did say is the song does again start to feel really repetitive yeah, towards the th- end. There's a lot of it, isn't there? Like, they just... It's like they just keep looping bits of the song until they... They've got... He writes two or three parts, and then that's it, and then they just loopy-loop. Yeah. Every, and like si- I say, every I'm not, single song. I'm not sure. Like, it's it's a weird... Because that part of that has to fall on the producer, right? Not just on the band. Because the producer's job is to take the song from them playing it in a room and work with them to make it like the best version of that song that it can be on on i wonder on if recording. it was like a inf- influenced by like playing live though and like then give him enough time to like really get into every, each song and like you know like, i know like yeah tra- traditionally, you could just keep looping bits of it live tra- though, tra- traditionally you? like they would obviously 
play shorter songs in this sort of music, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know why they did this. Yeah, it's it just does weird. seem that way, doesn't yeah. it? Like every song needs to be another 30 seconds at least long. Yeah. It's like, it's, um, on a plane. On a plane. Best song of the second half. Probably. I, I do like, I do like Stay Away. I though. like the, like, ooh, ooh, like the sort of, um, I can't remember quite how it goes. Cause I listened to it earlier today. So I just said like, uh, the intro is cool. It's like a riff thing at the beginning. I like his backing really vocals cool. in it. There's not backing vocals in any of the other songs. Really. Yeah, well, yeah. I've just sort of said lyrically, it's quite strange again. I can't remember the exact lyric that I, that I pulled out while I was listening to it, but I was like, that's just a bit weird. Like, a lot of what he's saying in this album's weird. I don't think we need to analyse that too much, do we? It's, I it's, let Lower and Atlantis a lot of it took, pinched this for one of their albums and basically wrote an entire album out of it. Like the chords and now they like the voicings on the like low notes. Yeah, I would but, say like, so. Sort of, like, have a sort of un like a sort of ninth but like unfinished sort of sound to it. Lower, lower than Atlantis are just that refined version of that. They're, they're Foo Fighters, but British. I always said this. Yeah, I think they like, they took they they were quite like hardcore punk, and then they just had this weird epiphany where they were like, okay, well, if we actually want to make a success out of this band, we need to do something I different. I think they tried too and hard with it. They did, yeah. Particularly like they rounded the, the edges end. off so much yeah. at the end, yeah. What were you left with? The first the first three albums they, they released, Lowell Atlantis, not Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back to them in a minute. Uh, the first three albums that LTA put out were really good rock albums, and then they just started stripping more and more away to try and appeal to a more... Basically, to try and appeal to Radio One's A list. Um, yes, yeah, they, they really got on to it. Get on it, didn't they? They got on it loads. Here we go. But in the end, it just felt insincere, and it wasn't there. Was, yeah. And what it led to was the people in the band that weren't really interested in doing that eventually had enough, and they all left, and Mike was left on his own, which is Dwayne McFly. Where I don't really know where Mike goes. He's from building here. a studio. He is, isn't he's he? building a new studio. Yeah. Um, spurred on from when he when his his bro- one of his brothers passed away. Yeah. Year. So see what happens there. Hopefully, it's it's sort of back to what he does best. Um, something in the way. Something in the way. I was just it's like this is like early emo, the birth of that like, yeah. dark emo vibe that cello is nice Ooh, that sounds this is actually one of my favorite tracks on the record now isn't it was it in a batman uh, film yeah the the i think it was the recent one yeah the the, the robert pattinson that's his name the batman movie i'll say pat robinson pat robinson pat Pat robinson vessel um mad mad bat have you seen that movie um no. no this isn't a movie so this is a um, you should really watch this superhero movie i think you'd like it conversation isn't it <laughs> no not really is it, or is like, it crap I, it's not crap it's insanely fucking dark it, it must be it's got something in the way in it it's like the title like, the, like it's the soundtrack like it was really difficult there's bits of it that i was like watching i haven't i never finished it because i was i think i was watching it i think rory might have been napping one day and then he woke up and i was like okay i'll turn that off yeah um but it's so dark right it's, it's worth a watch for that alone really i think yeah not i'm not 
trying no, to say, I mean, like, oh, this superhero movie's really good. It's not really. Like, it's just is fucking... it Is it, like, origin again? Is it, like, him's parents no, dying? In no, no. Like, he's he's very much already Batman in it. Yeah. Like, they don't really need to keep telling that story, do You'd they? You'd hope not. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's like the, rig- the Riddler, but the memory of Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey. It was Jim Carrey, wasn't it? The Riddler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In Batman Forever. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That he makes it look <laughs> like sunshines and rainbows. Oh, really? Better. Yeah. Who this plays is like, him? Who plays him in this? I can't one? remember, but it's so insanely like that. It's so dark. Like it's so fucking gritty and dark and uncomfortable to watch. So yeah, so something in a way. Something right, yeah. Batman. Just, Radiohead probably loved this. Song. Yeah, well, um, uh, the first Radiohead album's really grungy, isn't it? So I bet yeah. I bet they got a lot from Nirvana. Uh, I love the production on this song a lot. It's but, um, again the classic albums, Doc. They, uh, they they did talk about this. I think what happened was they, they on YouTube the bit where they talked through song by song was cut out which was really annoying to me until something in the way yeah and they were saying that it was originally just recorded just Kurt with no click oh really and which is why it's so and he's just like in a room with his, his yeah yeah shitty little in the dark. guitar <laughs> probably yeah and then they drunk on drugs yeah probably just fucking morbid and out basically yep and then they tried to overdub it and they had to do it um bar by bar because it was so bad it's so hard to follow like so that's how they did it and we got the cellist in to do it as well and he had to do the same thing because he couldn't jesus couldn't follow it follow it along it's really good though it sounds great in the end song yeah nameless endless nameless do we have to talk about this one it's shit it's on the end it's awful don't listen to it it's loud what does no, it's, all, it's pretty much metal. What does no mass actually, mean in place? Um, there's a lot of industrial sounding stuff going on in Spanish this. Spanish well. test. What does no mass mean? Uh, no, I don't know what mass is yet. I've not got that far in um, my learnings. No more. He says. Uh, he says okay. no mass. No mass a couple of times. Like this song is a mess. Is something that I put here. I was like, it's very very punk though. Yeah. And I've the outro is just needlessly long. Written noise. Pixies, Beatles, Beeksies, Pixels. <laughs> Pixels. Kind of hit you, sh- kind of shit you hear sometimes coming out of the other practice room and go, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we, we back in the day would have listened to a band playing like some sort of noise like this next door. There used door. to be a band that used to be next door, like a metal, like a sort of stoner rock band. Yeah, I remember. And they used to play the same riff for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, they had. I swear to God, they had that guitar amp turned against the wall. Oh, well, yeah, it against was so the wall. Loud. It should vibrate the whole room. It's so loud. It, I bet they had like. Um, do you follow Rigs of Doom on Instagram? No. They have like those like sun amps with like oh, with like eight eight like wanna, eight by eight by twelves and stuff. I bet they oh, had that no. shit going. Uh. Yeah. Yep, that's so that brings us to the end. That's Nirvana. Never mind. Never mind. What's your What's your summary? What's your thoughts? It's clear why it was so why it is and was so big. I think like yeah, you got to think of it. It's like it's context in it. Like you've got to think of the era. We've talked about it. You know, like it, it was so different. 
Kurt Cobain, for all his faults, had star quality as well. Like I think he was absolutely like a handsome young man. You know, like he. He was yeah, not, he, he was lived, He lived he the rock and roll he didn't, lifestyle. He didn't, he didn't want to be, and that's what made him a thing. That's what made him fit thing. He, he didn't want for fame, and that sort of aloofness is what throughout, gave him throughout mystery. the history of like the greatest frontmen. Though it's never the guy that wants it that's no. the best at the rock. Like it, you, there has to be a flawed personality in order to get that star quality that he had i saw a really good picture of him where he was on top of the crowd stage diving with his guitar yeah facing upwards like this yep and he's, I've seen he's somewhere else he's yeah not, he's not there he's like what the fuck well i mean in all fairness he's probably on, on he's heroin. probably on heroin fingers though i don't know if he i bet he didn't do it until afterwards because you can't do heroin and do a show surely because i bet when he started doing that is when they will have not done them when we'll have had to cancel because he'll have been probably nodding out or whatever. Like you can't, it's like when Winehouse was bad, like you yeah. couldn't get shit done if you, if you're on heroin, but I reckon this is before a heroin because it's probably been, because when you, we you probably recorded this, get, he yeah. will have been, you know, we've just done the like an okay album in bleach. And then we're like, yeah, this one might do 500,000 copies. We might be able to like do like a get, sell some decent t- amount of t-shirts this, this tour. Like that's like what they were thinking. Yeah, probably not like, Oh, I'm going to be the biggest star in the world. No, but he was, he would be. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the start of the end. They kicked Michael Jackson's dangerous off the top of the album. They actually fuck. If you kick your Michael Jackson off the perch, then you're doing something right. Anyway, yeah. What do I think about it? Don't know. <laughs> you don't know. No, it's all, it's it's good in it. It's it's very I think I think you're in agreement with me. You just don't want to you don't want to slander an album, do you? That's the thing. So, I'll 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 offload and then we can come back to to your final verdict, I guess. Go on then. So, I just said that I can see how this album inspired loads of amazing stuff. I just said the problem that I have now listening back is that I feel like some of the stuff that inspired is actually objectively a lot better than this. Um, yeah, it's like a template, isn't it? I mean, people ran with that template. Yeah. I was like, Cobain was an intri- intriguing character. I was like, if he hadn't have been so messed up and died the way he did, would this album still be remembered in exactly the same way? I don't think so. I think his death. This the circumstances was, surrounding still it. rattling around now. Well, I've just, I actually said here is like, I said it's not like the way that the Beatles, if they were all still alive today, I'm not 100 percent sure it, it it's the same. I feel like they would still be revered yeah. in the same way they were before John Lennon died. Whereas I kind of feel like if Nirvana was still not, if, if Kurt Cobain was still knocking around today, he'd probably be nobody by now. I think we'd just the fad would have passed. Be, no, it'd just be like, um, yeah, like a band from that era. It'd be like Dinosaur yeah. Jr. Yeah, or no, something. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Would they be as huge as they are? They'd probably headline down festival think so. every year. Maybe. From the, like, I get it. The, I lo- do like a really good album in like the mid two thousands. Everyone like, oh, the back, <laughs> yeah, Maybe. you know. So yeah, my my final thought, and then like I say, this should loop you back in to see whether you agree. Dave probably my... would have still left. 
Yeah, probably. See whether you agree with this or not. He's like, I get it. I like some of it. But for the first time on this podcast, I think as an album, looking at it quite objectively, this is overrated. The album's not. Yeah, it's over. It's so it is overrated. The the actual musical content of this album is not as good as it's made out to be, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I I I can I can um I can get on board with that. And on that note, on that note, yeah, thanks for listening. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do using the information down in the description. And yeah, if there's an album that you think shit hot that you can't get anyone to listen to, which we're both Tune doing in next it. week. We're both doing it in this series. So I'm going to bring forth an album and Paddy's going to bring forth an album and we're going to listen to that as like a different spin. If you, if any of you guys that are listening want to get on on that, we, we've, we've got a plan for the first season of this, this here thing. But after the first 10 or so, I'm happy to take requests. Yeah. Let us know if there's an album that you think is the best album ever. It's your favorite album. And everybody else says it's a load of shit. We'll 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 be we'll pass verdict. Yeah, I'm not scared. Yeah, listen to any old shy me. Get in touch. <laughs> As always, I've been Tom. I've been Paddy, and this has been Underplayed or Overrated. Bye. Bye.